Okay, so here's an interesting thing, okay. Is the fact that my father smoking 60 cigarettes a day, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So from a health rise, it was a disaster. Okay? Yeah. And of course, you know, died of lung cancer, all that sort of stuff. But actually, there's, that actually forms a part of my musicality. And the reason is because okay. he was desperate to give up smoking. We did not come from a money background. I might sound, sound like I've got a bit of a posh accent now, but we did not come from a, 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 you know, a money background at all. He was desperate for a piano because it's what he had when he was growing up as a kid, eight kids in one bedroom in a slum in, in, in London, but they had a piano, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was a knock, knackered old thing, etc. But he, that was the one thing he really wanted in his life. Mm-hmm. And he said to himself, okay, I can't kick, kick this smoking habit, but if I give myself the reward that at the end of a year of not smoking, I've saved every penny and I'm going to buy whatever piano I can out of it, that's what happened. Okay. And wow. so he gave himself that, that carrot he gave himself that that motivation and he did actually manage to kick smoking and this piano turned up when I was aged three I think okay because I, I don't remember it but my mum says oh yeah you should just sit down at the piano and just like because she was used to have radio two on in the background okay. you just used to sort of just hit the piano and just keep doing it until you could work out what was being played on the radio etc and so the parents thought oh, well he's you might have a bit of talent here. Let's find a piano teacher for him. And, and it all started from there. And mm. actually, you, you think about what happened. A new toy has turned up age three in this kid's life. And his mother's got Radio 2 playing on in the background all the time. And therefore, I've got like the stimulus. I can hear it. And I've got when I hit a key, I can hear it too. And that is where I think my musicality developed okay. from. Yeah. Um, and I have um, absolute pitch as well. Perfect pitches. it's sometimes called which uh, is, I'm sure, it comes from that period where the ear is very, very young, but it's literally matching sound mm-hmm. and the actual act of playing. So, so, so do you think perfect pitch, absolute pitch, is, is learned or do you think it's inherited? So that's a really, really good question. I, I'm not aware of any research which is suggests that it is in any way inherited, and okay. certainly there's no... Uh, my own little world uh, doesn't suggest that that's the case. There used to be thought that absolute pitch is something which can be acquired. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I believe the thinking is such that we're all effectively born with absolute pitch, but we lose absolute pitch and we gain relative pitch in sense, okay. instead. Um, and part of that, I think, the latest thinking is to do with the acquisition of language. That it's basically much easier to work out communication as a young child Mm -hmm. if you don't think in absolute frequencies you're only thinking in relative frequencies all right with the exception of tonal languages like mandarin okay now in mandarin the actually the pitch at which you're speaking at is really very important for various different different words and actually what we find is that the rate of absolute pitch in people who speak a tonal language is, and I'm going to get the figure wrong here, but I think it's something like 10 times what it is wow. in a non-tonal language. So okay. you can see where there is some you know, um, anthropological evidence suggesting that actually we actually are all born with absolute pitch, but most of us lose it. But mm-hmm. some of us manage to... The odd ones like me manage to retain it. <laughs> okay. 
So you're an, you're an outlier. I am, I am an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it was great. I mean, when I went to, I went to Purcell School of Music, I, which is very fortunate, one of the countries, one of the UK's um, four specialist music schools. Uh, I then went to Cambridge University after that uh, as a choral scholar. So I was singing okay. in a choir and the choir was really not very good. And <laughs> we used to frequently get flatter and flatter. And of course, you've got absolute pitch and it start, the pitch starts to sag and you're, you're wincing and you're thinking, no, I can try and keep everybody up there. I can try and keep and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And you, you get to this point where you're about a quarter of a tone flat. And it's the weirdest, it's like the sensation of weightlessness, I imagine, because you just don't know where anything is anymore. You just lost all your reference points. <laughs> you're floating in this, in this quagmire of out of tune singing. And then you descend to a semitone and then everything is fine again because you can just transpose. <laughs> it's, it must be such a different experience for you because I, I don't have absolute pitch. So I, I won't necessarily hear, you know, when, when that's happening to that, to that extent of like a quarter tone. And so I can only imagine it must be, I don't know, some form of torture for you sometimes when you're, <laughs> when you're listening to people singing or, 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 or playing. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. You, know, you you get used to it. You get yeah. used to it. Um, it was rather fun, actually, because I I, had, I did have a big science um, background at school as well. I did um, physics, which is why I went off to Cambridge to read engineering initially before I changed to music. Okay. And I remember that the, the science teacher was fascinated because I used to be able to calibrate the the sound generator and the oscilloscope in, in, in the science lab. And it's like, but how can you calibrate this? I said, well, because I'm just hearing the pitch and I'm telling you that that's vibrating at 440 cycles per second. I mean, what's so unusual about that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you grew up in a different... Does that help you with language to learn? I mean, do you speak another language? No, I am the world's worst. Wor I mean, <laughs> okay. seriously, I've tried in my life. Listen, I can pronounce... Because I've, I've trained as a classical singer, so yeah. I can pronounce half a dozen languages with great conviction and sit there in restaurants and, you know, apparently speak in Italian to the waiter and then they'll speak back to you and just look blankly. <laughs> I, no, I'm seriously, I'm really bad at learning languages. Really. Okay, okay. I just thought that might have helped. No, especially... <laughs> no. Stop trying to use me as a test bed. I'm, I'm an outlier. I am an outlier. 